Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Suddenly Single, the money podcast for women. Today, we have an episode dedicated to the five things that you need to consider financially um, when you're experiencing a divorce. So on with me is Dan Caprill, my dad. Um, I'm Wes Caprill. We are financial advisors here in Cincinnati, Ohio. And we wanted to walk through these various elements, things that you need to consider so that you are financially prepared if you do find yourself suddenly experiencing divorce. And first and foremost, the thing that a lot of women that we work with don't necessarily think about because a divorce is a very emotionally disruptive time, it's that you also need to be prepared for some economic hardship, unfortunately. When you're going through divorce, unfortunately, you're going to have a disruption in your overall financial situation. And then on top of that, you're splitting the assets. So ultimately, the lifestyle that you're used to living may not be the lifestyle that you have, at least for a temporary period of time. So that's certainly something that you need to immediately consider. Dad, do you have any thoughts to add on that? Well, I think it's easy to understate that. Because I think we're all kind of optimists and we always think, okay, I'm going to be okay. And look, I'm not saying you're not going to be okay, but it is going to be a major lifestyle change. I mean, unless you're uber wealthy, in which case you won't even be faced by it. What you were used to when you had maybe two incomes contributing, or in the case of my mom, always had just one, that of her husband. And my mom experienced both divorce and widowhood. So the double whammy, so to speak, which is not unusual. I mean, in fact, when you look at percentage of marriages that end divorce, and of course, widow, it's it's a natural thing. But yeah, we I don't think we can we can really um, emphasize this enough that yeah, I mean, this is not going to be um, a financial um, positive, and it doesn't mean that you can't have a good retirement, but work needs to be done. I guess is is you know kind of how I would. Uh, you know, I mean, don't, don't you find don't you find sometimes people just unaware like they they think like half a million dollars is a ton of money. So so because they had a million. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then they get divorced. I'm just hypothetically saying. Yeah. And and then they get five hundred thousand. And then you start showing them, well, you know, there's this cost and that cost. And it's like, you know, I, I don't know about you. I, I just hate to be the one to be the bear bear news. But I feel like that's my job. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, because you have to take a look at, you know, okay, you just cut your money in half, so you don't have nearly as much. And then have you been tracking how much you've been spending? What's your current quality of life? Will you right. be able to maintain that given that split? Um, well, and especially sword, not just a single edge sword. Right. If you're if you were in a combined income situation and your income more than met your expenses, you probably didn't even think about your expenses all that often. I mean, you weren't in debt. You were able to save money. You didn't really even have to have a budget because well, we always had money left over. So we, we just kind of saved it. And now suddenly you're in this position where uh-uh, it's, you know, there's one income and um, it's not going to be combined. Look, I, I like to tease your mom a lot that, you know, she doesn't live within her means. She lives within my means. <laughs> she doesn't like that one. She doesn't like it, but we've been married over 30 something years and she gets it. But the point here is that, yeah, if one spouse makes more than the other, you've become accustomed to that combined income. And the one who makes less has been accustomed to enjoying that. 
And and now that that is gone. So, you know, and be aware of that. Be aware that, you know, your, your pensions are going to be different. Social Security is going to be different. Your assets are going to be different. And um, so, um, yeah, I, I guess it just gets into the mindset. And I, you know, I don't want people depressed. I just want people to understand. I want women to understand that. Look, the, money is not a, a good, in my opinion, money is not a good enough reason to stay in a bad relationship. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it's not even our choice. You know, that relationship, it's not even our choice. All right, we got to deal with reality. And so reality might mean we got to step up to the plate a little bit. And, you know, that, that could mean a lot of things. That could mean work longer. That could mean um, retire on less. But that's, you know, the fact of life. All right, so. So, no, so number one, be prepared for some economic hardship. Real quick, one comment that might come up is, well, you know, if we're splitting, won't our expenses be reduced by half? I think one thing that's easily overlooked, though, is what is the biggest expense, if you have it, within a marriage? It's your mortgage. Yeah, housing. Right? Whoever ends up with the house, they're on the hook for the entirety of the mortgage now. That's one of the biggest things to consider. Well, true. And then the other thing, too, is that, Whatever your housing expenses were at the time of the divorce, I don't think you're going to be able to find something else at half that cost, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you're picking up more of that burden. Yeah, no, that that's a good point. But that's true. I mean, there's so many things. I mean, to heat one, to heat a house is a is a set cost. If three people are participating in that cost, great. But if it's one person, you're picking up a higher percentage. So yeah, you don't have to pay for your ex's clothing anymore. But you're now picking up the cost of everything else. You know, maybe your grocery bill shrinks a little bit, but not that much, right? To where it's, you know, so all right. So that's the first one is um, you know, have your eyes open. This is gonna be at least a challenge. You know, maybe we shouldn't use the term economic hardship. We should use the term it's going to be an economic challenge. And right. uh, we're not we're not gonna sugarcoat it for you. You know, we're gonna we're just lay it out the way it is. The next big point is knowing what you have to split. One of the big things is is understanding where all the money is and what all the money is. Um, unfortunately, a lot of couples that we work with, only one person tends to have a full grasp of where all the assets are and then what all of the debt is. So as you're going through divorce, something that you need to consider is making sure that you have a very clear, full picture of all of the marital assets. Unfortunately, you can speak to this story a little bit further, Dad. We know somebody who, you know, unfortunately yeah. was on the bad end of a situation where she wasn't aware of all of the various marital assets and the debt. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. Um, you, this 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 one was probably the epitome of suddenly single because it kind of came completely out of left field. And it was clear she had no real understanding about everything they had. They had a very fluent lifestyle. I think that kind of maybe put you in a comfort zone a little bit you get lulled into it but you don't have to worry about all those details and, and this woman was a very smart woman but it was a matter of trust and she had trust in a place that when the trust was gone now found herself in a situation where not really certain about everything that had um had never really worked so was now put into a position of having to address uh, that possibility um and then you know, you made a good point before we even recorded. Like, sometimes if you're going to split all the assets, there may be some bad assets. And that's the third point that, we'll, that we yeah. want to talk about as well that's incredibly important to consider. A 50-50 split doesn't necessarily mean a 50-50 split. If you're just yeah. splitting the value of assets down the middle, 
there's a lot more that goes into that. Well, I mean, there could be costs associated. I mean, like let's say let's say real estate, for example, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're heavy into real estate and now you're going to do a 50-50 split, what if what if one of those pieces of real estate's a real dog? And, you know, and now you, you're a co-owner and you can't sell it without the other person's permission. You, suddenly now you're servicing this out of your savings that you never really even, even you know, thought about. You know, there's another interesting one that people don't really give a whole thought of is so much of our money base tied up in tax sheltered accounts, 401ks, IRAs. And so the value of those isn't really what you think they are because they've never been taxed. So, you know, if I had, you know, if, if you gave me the option between a million dollar paid house house and a million dollar investment account, I take the house. Every time. Right? Yeah, because you could sell the house. And then tax free, you'd be tax free, you know? Yeah. Now, if it's your primary residence and all that, you know, whereas the IRA, you know, you're going to have to pay the tax on that. So just be mindful of the fact. And, you know, sometimes in negotiation, you may look at the values. I mean, I have I have sat in on on some pre-divorce discussions and it kind of made that point where they'll talk about, you know, well, he's going to give her all these stock options. Well, those stock options right now are worth nothing. Mm-hmm. I know in theory they might be worth something, or he wants to leave her all of the IRA money and he wants to keep the real estate. Again, not they're not equal when it comes to taxation. So it, it's important that you know what it is that you have. Now, look, if this has already happened and you can't go back and do it, you know that that's fine. But you know, take the time. Everybody in any relationship, men, women, whatever, need to take the time to understand fully what they got. Because, yeah, I mean, a 50-50 split may not actually be a 50-50 split when you add on the costs and some of the other things associated with it. Yeah, That leads me into my next point, why why it's crucially important to actually consider having a divorce team on your side. When going through divorce, oftentimes the only thing that you think about is having a divorce lawyer help you with that. And obviously, divorce lawyer is necessary. Have one 100%. But their first you know, objective is not to take a look at all the assets and run an actual financial analysis of everything. So having a team on your side who can do all of this for you, including a financial advisor and potentially an accountant is incredibly important because they can dive into those details even further. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I've noticed that there's a, well, first of all, there is a do-it-yourself trend, which sometimes might be appropriate, may not be appropriate when it comes to divorce. If you've been married for 30 years and you have kids and you have assets, the do-it-yourself tr- uh, approach probably isn't a good one. But the, the but thing I highly you recommend against that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the thing to understand is that some attorneys are generalists. So they may be doing estate planning on Monday, property on Tuesday, divorces on Wednesday. And there are certain nuances that can come into play. So I'm not saying you got to get rid of that attorney. What I am suggesting you you do, though, is, yeah, like you said, yeah, have a team, your accountant, financial advisor. They all play slightly different roles. They all look at your money in a different way. As financial advisors, we tend to be more planning oriented, more proactive as far as the future. Accountants tend to be a little bit more reactive, meaning here are the facts. Here's what's happened up until now. Here are the taxable implications. That and they tend to just follow a process too, rather than, you know, doing it adapted to your specific needs. I mean, really a divorce is a divorce is a divorce, but when it comes to a plan, that's unique to you. Yeah. 
Yeah. So having a, a number of people, and again, look, this is a, this, the assumption here is there's a there's an asset base that's worth discussing. That you know there is some level of complexity. You at least owe it to yourself to uh, be aware of that because again, while we work with a lot of women who have gone through a divorce, the ones we're able to help the most are the ones who reached out to us before the divorce was finalized. Because once it's been finalized and then we see what you've got, then I sit back and I don't necessarily say it to them, but I'm thinking it, man, this should have been handled differently. That should have been handled differently. And again, we're not, we're not attorneys. We're not even trying to be, we don't want to take the place of attorney, but we, we are as experts in assets. And so what we want you to understand is that now assets all the same. And I also want you to understand what the long-term outcome is going to be for you in light of this change. I think that's the key. I have sadly seen examples where, and it has in every case been a woman who's gone through either a very unexpected divorce or death of a spouse. And one way to cope with that sadness is spending. And what happens is that the the rate of consumption starts to get to where it's going to affect the long-term future. So I think if you can get somebody to help you right away and, and help you create a level of structure, it can help minimize minimize that. And look, again, we're, we're saying what we said in episode one, men and women are different. And in if acknowledging this bothers you, I'm sorry. Um, but one thing we're always going to give you in the show is, is candor. Because when it comes to money, if you're not going to be realistic, you're probably going to get hurt. Okay. And then point number five, maybe a little bit more positive here. One of the biggest things to consider after the divorce is updating all of your estate plans and beneficiary designations. A lot of women, um, just anybody who's gone through a divorce probably overlooks this because they don't think to do it, but ultimately their ex-spouse is the one that they've probably listed on all of their beneficiary designations. And God forbid something happens to you. I don't think you want to leave them the money. It happens. It has happened. It has. It's in the paper every once in a while. Yeah. But that's something that you need to do. So once you have that full list of the assets and you understand what's all yours after the divorce, it's very important. Sit down, walk through that and get that beneficiary designation to somebody else. And also you need to understand that not all of your assets, you know, you may think, okay, updated my will, but not all of your assets are going to transfer via your will. So for example, Mm -hmm. an IRA account or a life insurance policy. Unless you've listed your estate as the beneficiary, which is rarely the right thing to do, you probably have human beings listed as beneficiaries. And if that human being needs to change, you better change it. Yeah, there's always a story about a guy who's been married three times and he forgot to make changes and the first wife gets all the money. And there's legally very little that can be done Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, that's it's the contract contract says on my death this person gets it it's up to you to change it so um, and the other thing too is remember if when you go through a divorce if your settlement requires that your ex name you as the beneficiary of something that's typically life insurance is the one that we see make sure that's done make sure you've gotten confirmation of that don't just go with the assumption uh because once they die kind of hard to go back and fix it so good point good point um yeah so um you know i i feel like we we should be a little more upbeat but we are dealing with the serious stuff <laughs> unfortunately it is yeah and as yeah. i said at the 
beginning of this episode, you know, it's, it's emotionally disruptive, but there's a lot of other things that you need to consider. Um, that's why we ourselves try and help as much as we possibly can. You know, more than being just financial advisors, we want to be advocates um, yeah. for anybody who might be going through this situation. Um, it's one of the reasons why we wrote the book, Suddenly Single. I want to mention, if you want a copy of that book, um, just go to suddenlysinglebook.com. We've got a version just for women who are currently going through divorce or have been through divorce. And we've loaded it with a bunch of resources and things that you can consider as you're navigating that situation. It also comes as a part of our kit where we've included a few other resources, such as the, um, the various financial considerations that you need to make when going through a divorce. Anything to add before we go, Dad? No, I think that's that's pretty much. I, I just want to say that, look, um, you know, your, your future can be as bright as you want to make it, but you have to deal with reality. All right. You, we, we have to wake up to that. And time is is of the essence. So, you know, take what we've given you as as just some some thoughts, stuff you may already know. But a lot of things that make sense, we don't necessarily follow. And these are these are imperative. So just um, don't. Don't overlook the importance of it because reality comes no matter how optimistic we want to be, reality still comes back. <laughs>